0: Hello and welcome to another episode of software should be free with your host Tim Abel and David Sheardown and joining us today is our guest Duncan Brown. Um, so you might know me from previous episodes. I'm a software developer in Reading, UK um, looking to do more entrepreneurial things to help people out. Um, David, do you want to do a quick intro?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, hi, everyone. I'm David Sheardown. I'm, I suppose, a um, a software integrator uh, or a systems integrator, if you want to call it that, and uh, based out near Bath. And uh, yeah, that's me.
2: Cool. And Duncan?
1: Uh, my name is
2: Duncan Brown. I'm a, uh, a, a freelance software developer and I'm based in London. Excellent. Right. So the... The couple
0: of reasons that I've got Duncan on the call is one, some lovely enthusiasm about the podcast, which I just love. Uh, (laughs) And the other is uh, on the last show, which Duncan very kindly listened to. So we have at least one listener. Hey, hello, Duncan. (laughs) That's the number one. Um, uh, I was talking about about the outsourcing thing that I did um, as an attempt to grow my entrepreneurial skills. and. Yeah, you you had some questions, which hopefully you can remember because it was about a while ago. And I, I I said I wasn't going to answer any until we were recording. So, um, do you want to dive in and uh, see where we get yeah.
2: to? Yeah. So um, uh, so I really enjoyed hearing about your outsourcing kind of adventure with this uh, with this guy who you hired to convert. Was oh, a lady, I should say. No, it was a lady. Sorry. I, but I, um, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. That's right. Um, yes. Who uh, was able to convert your old blog post into the new blog post format? And indeed, you, uh, and this was a successful kind of exercise for you. But the thing that I really wanted to know about during uh, during that episode was how did you find this person? How did you know ah. that they were for the job? That was super easy. <laughs> I went on Upwork. Um,
0: which I keep hearing about this thing. I think they renamed Upwork not that long ago, um, which is a, a site for freelance people around the world. Um, and they got it's a two-sided marketplace. So I created a create a hiring account um, and wrote up a little job description. So tried to make it sort of self-filtering a little bit. So I wrote some slightly scary technical things in there, but not too scary. Like you know, I'm going to want pull requests on GitHub but you don't have to know that in advance. I can help with that. And a little description of like making it quite clear. Like I've got this thing, link, and I could, obviously because it's all public, I could link to it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so and uh, I might be able to share the, the description later. But anyway, <clears throat> basically, it, it's going to be a really rote task. Um, I've got all these bug entries. I found this converting website. I want you to copy each one, paste it into the converting website, and that'll take the HTML, turn it into Markdown, go back on GitHub's website, paste it in to the page, and then you can just generate a pull request with a few button clicks on there. Um, one pull request per page. Um, and I was like, mm, how much is this worth a thing? So given it's that like, you can get really cheap international labor on this thing, I was like, well, let's not go too cheap. Let's see if $50 is something that will attract me, someone who's going to be capable as a, a fixed price um and yeah this person came back to me they already had a github account so they probably done something previously yeah. um and yeah they just cranked through it and um yeah all, all around a, a great success I ended up with hundred and something pull requests on my <laughs> <laughs> blog which i am still working through in terms of like just double checking that they still look right doing a bit of tidying up are well, there,
2: there a, a lot of things about that which uh, which, are really, which are really cool. I mean, you've got a kind of built-in uh, sort of um, a supervision process in the shape of pull requests. You can see them coming in, and uh, and you can evaluate them. Uh, and it sounds like the um, Upwork does a lot of the of the kind of filtering for you. Did you have to interview more than more than one person, or did did you even interview the person who you got? Did you just kind of
0: um no so you put out a proposal you say i'd like this done for this price and people can then submit that they want to do it and they can put a little bit about them and why they would be suitable um i think i only had the one person come back and that was fine because they were fine um it's just text based and then once once you there's a little to and fro dance you do of like you send them a like yes i'd like to accept and then they send another like yes i accept your accept Thing, which is okay fine i'm sure they've got the reasons um and then you get a then you get a chat um and you can ramp up the to and fro all within the platform
2: and do you do you see yourself using this person again do you
0: think this is like, uh, um yeah um like one of the one of the things that's so come out of this as a learning is I've, (laughs) I've basically given myself an enormous job. Um, (laughs) Cause now I have 134 requests to merge and tidy up. Um, (laughs) So maybe the next thing would be to be like, okay, maybe I should outsource a slightly bigger piece of the work for like, and a bit more like free reign, like, okay, here's, I don't know. Here's 150 Dollars or whatever, and I'd like all of these blog posts to be properly formatted. Yeah, like you know, fix up the code and what have you. But that would obviously require more skills. They'd have to actually know a bit of markdown. Um, and this person might be capable of that. I don't know. Um, would, good would, feedback it would, each way. Sorry, Duncan. Really,
2: go on. Sorry, I just—it uh, feels like it would be really nice to be able to focus on outcomes, but the nature of t- getting basically a total stranger to do the work is that. Uh, one's inclined to kind of specify it quite closely to avoid the danger that they'll just kind of completely go
0: off on it. A, on a, uh, yeah. And that's, that's something I wanted to do with this first attempt is like really maximize my chances of success on it. Like make it, make it a really kind of hard to get wrong, like a really black and white this is either done or it's not kind of process. And then maybe once someone's done that, you know, I've, got, I've now got a bit of faith with this person that I could give them something a little bit less well-defined. Um, they, they offer fixed price or hourly rate and that person advertised an hourly rate, which I think was like $10 an hour. So just looking at that, if it took them you know, four hours, then they're doing slightly better than their hourly rate. Yeah, which is
2: cool. Um, yeah. I wish I could outsource Things I kind of have got a vague idea that things could be better. Yeah. I um, uh, but I don't really. As soon as I start thinking about the amount of context, I would have to transfer to that person. I
0: mm. get it that so. Yeah. Well, I've 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 learned an interesting framework around it recently. From I've been trying to I've been listening to all these entrepreneur people talking about. Oh, I got a virtual assistant and it changed my changed my life and all this sort of stuff. Um. As you can sort of see how, um, you know, you're doing this stuff that's almost menial, but you're like, oh, well, you know, maybe I could outsource it. Maybe I couldn't, I don't know. And this is probably why I've sort of stumped up. One of the things I realized is you, it's like there's boundaries on all sides. So there's, it doesn't make sense to outsource everything in your life if you're on a low wage and have no prospect of increasing it. So, one of the boundaries is is the cash flow available. So, what that kind of implies is when you have a little bit of money, then you might take that and reinvest it into outsourcing. But that then has to lead to something. <clears throat> so, the next piece of the puzzle is from Rob Moore's book called Money, um, and one of the things he said is know your hourly rate. So. What do you currently earn for your time? And then it's very simple. You ruthlessly try and do more things that are above that and less things that are below that. Um, So that's without the context of limits on not going bust, but I think you put those two together and you've got a framework. So like, all right, I'm, it's a bit difficult with client work because they're kind of paying paying you to show up. Um, (laughs) But that aside, if you've got, You know, the opportunity to, uh, for example, outsource cleaning the house. Like, that's a a well-understood rate. You can get somebody to do that for 10 to 15 pounds an hour, um, around where I live anyway. So if I can free up a bit of time and then, like, just make it simple. Let's say I become a freelancer or not work, and I can earn... £30 an hour for being a programmer on Upwork because it's a very competitive market then it makes sense for me instead of spending three hours cleaning my house to spend three hours on Upwork and then I get to pay the cleaner and keep half the money yeah Um, and then there's some other stuff that I've listened to about like sort of good and bad ways of outsourcing. So arguably what I just did is not a fantastic way of outsourcing apart from being a learning experience in that it's kind of generated more work. Um, So what I've heard is it might take you a few attempts to find the right person where you can give them like outcome-based things where you don't have to handhold. But when when you nail both the person and getting that approach right, so it really does free up your time. Then it, then it opens up the Rob Moore thing of like, you can just crank up. Um, I, I think as a contractor, I'm, well, I don't know about you two, but I'm a little bit stuck because I already have kind of maxed out my hourly rate on that. And by outsourcing stuff, doesn't help me increase that. If I can get more into product work or entrepreneurial things or side projects, then it becomes much more okay i can spend time on the side project or i can spend time on you know this how the other that may or may not be related so yeah that's that's where i'm that was where my thinking is at the moment you got any more more questions on the on the things
2: well one kind of like slightly like more kind of general question is if, if you i feel like the dream like as a contractor as well you know I, I i would love to be able to have you know two of myself, I'd have to be able to, kind of be able to say I, I will work both these jobs. Yeah. But I can't do that because I'm a normal really person. But if there were someone who I trusted to the extent that they would do a good job in sort of in in my name, as it were, you know, mm. I'd, I'd, I'd be thrilled to, to have that capability of, kind of doubling the capacity. And I feel like the road of outsourcing that, that we've talked about is that kind of, it's sort of the same road in a way of like, it's all about developing trust with the person mm. whom you feel happy to delegate things the first small things then bigger things and I'm just this is not really a question it's more of a statement but I think it's I'm kind of interested in how we, how you get to that, mm. that kind of, um, working relationship from sort of zero from kind of like especially as a contractor where you're actually a company of one to becoming a company of two or a company of three mm. um, it's,
0: uh, yeah I mean that's kind of the consultancy model isn't it where you, you you start off doing the work and then you add, more, you know, you, you get, you, I, I kind of think of that as like growing a, a sales operation in a way in that kind of, kind of the key thing in scaling a software consultancy is the sales pipeline. You know, if you can get that running, then you can bring more people into Um For me, my sales pipeline is largely recruiters, um, the occasional direct. The, Generally, not looking for me to like. They're hiring me, or they're looking to, you know, pad out their team. They're not looking. I think if I'd have to sell in a different way, if yeah. I was trying to sell in in that way. Um. Yeah, it, it's an interesting subject. Um. Right. So I think we should move on to our. Probably burning question from anyone listening is: uh, we'd love to hear a bit more about you, Duncan, and your and your background. And if you can keep your, your volume levels up, that would be awesome. Sure. In the process, uh,
2: should, should, should I give you? I'll give you the I'll give you the very short version, and then if you want a slightly longer version, then yeah, go for can, it. Probably very very brief. Um, so I taught myself programming ten years ago um, on an unrelated job. Uh, I went into sort of publishing tech. I worked for a couple of startups. I started a startup, which didn't work, but it was fun. Um, I, Are you
0: allowed to say what?
2: Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was called uh, OnePass. And the idea was that we would take small amounts of money from people who wanted to read individual pieces of long-form journalism online. So let's say you went to the New Yorker, instead of paying 50 pounds for an annual description, you'd pay 50p to read just that one article. Ah, This was going to be incredibly useful um but funnily enough uh, well users really liked it so it was great for them but uh, publishers said you know if i can you know, charge them 50 pounds and never have to really do any more work to serve them uh why should i go to all the effort to charge them 50p when I, because they, I, I don't want to split my market I just charge them yeah. just like, so we had a hard time sending that to publishers um, and then i sort of uh, bumped around other uh, uh, I went to work for a government consultancy for a bit uh, and then I went freelance and be been doing start-up things
0: uh, and now back in the government Yeah, back with the uh, Department for Education. Yeah. Yes, our, our budding DFE digital, which is, is awesome to see blooming yeah. at, uh, at this department. It really seems to be... I was a bit wonder, wondering whether the project I was on was a flash in the pan and then it would just revert to normal Know, a tissue rejection from the host <laughs> but <laughs> no it, it seems it seems to be taking hold so this is this is great and there's uh, lots of people like you and i and uh, an ever-increasing team trying to really make a difference and like care about the users and um you know put technology last in a way and put the yeah, users first. It so,
2: it feels like a good, i feel like this kind of this kind of the, the kind of the ghost of the, the, i should say the spirit the spirit of kind of user center design and agile delivery kind of passes through government departments like sometimes it goes to lodge or sometimes it to <laughs> like maybe it'll go to the home office kind of one day like and it just kind of drifts from place to place and we're fortunate to be in a place where it, where it is right now so yeah yeah we've got some great people leading it
0: so it's really good um and where would you like to get to or are you trying to get to next have you got like a, a burning ambition up your sleeve.
2: I'm kind of curious. I'm sort of sort of So I'm I want to become more technical and less technical. I, think <laughs> I, I want to do more. Um, I, I want to do bigger technical problems. I want to sort of uh, use different languages and I want to tackle bigger, more complicated systems. Um, but at the same time, in my current role, I'm getting to do a bit of the kind of uh, you know a uh, bit more team running documentation writing stuff um, it goes more towards the kind of architect EDD stuff. So I'm kind of seeing how those things balance out in the, in the next kind of couple of years.
0: Cool. Well, that's excellent. Well, hopefully we can get you back again as well because uh, uh, it really livens things up like having actual questions. Um, so I'm really happy you could make it. Right. Yeah. So thank, thank you very much Duncan um so david um do you want to uh, you've been a, a busy lizzie as they say in the crowd
1: yeah. oh, well very slightly loud. different uh, so, oh sorry really <laughs> it's my it's it's my operatic voice i think that's what it is yes. isn't it um okay so I'll, I'll try to keep um keep uh the the voice down a little bit but yes rather busy um not quite in the same vein as you guys, really, although in a way uh, what you touched on, um, you know, about like, uh, you know, having a sales pipeline and that's the sort of stuff that you'd like to, well, funny enough that my role from, you know, lots of integration, as you know, uh, Tim, but for for Duncan and anybody else, but um, it's a lot of systems integration, uh, but my role sort of changed literally over the last Couple of weeks, so it's been quite a weird transition, and it's uh, it, it's really doing, I suppose, quite a lot more of pre-sales. Funny enough, which is an interesting area because you're still, you know, one foot in the technical, and I think that's what Duncan just touched on. There is sort of want to be less technical but more technical, and and I, it, it's a funny thing because with this you you're coming across lots of different technologies, um, not necessarily lots of different languages, although that comes into it as well. Um, But yeah, so it's actually been quite an eye opener already in a a short space of time. Just what really does go on with um, some fairly sizable, I can't really say names, but uh, some quite large sizable companies. Uh, But the, the feeling that you do get, or I get anyway, out of it is, is what you said. You, you, it's a different target. Obviously, you're in the Department of Education, etc. But it is still the feeling I've been getting is, you know, how you can really help people because, again, there's a, there's a lot of money gets spent on this type of stuff, as it does with your stuff as well, um, and and just to really you know hopefully anyway cut through a lot of the technical jargon to find out what is it really that the um you know the people want and and that's the great thing it's it's either educating through a bit of training some workshops or or purely sort of explaining how some of this integration that i work with actually works and why it can actually save them a heck of a lot of time so yeah so it's, it's do been you, an interesting
0: do you wanna, um do you want to just fill us in a little bit on what your role was and what it's becoming just
1: well yeah it, it, it's a it was obviously um that the, there was a hand in some development um but a lot of it was to do previously was to do with um yeah systems integration so everything from erp systems to e-commerce systems to um Uh, warehouse management systems i mean quite quite mundane things that when you think about them but when you dig deep like anything you know there's many complexities there and many types of systems that you have to get your head across so it was yeah so the previous stuff was really that and Mm -hmm. it, it, it was great it was a great challenge um things like that but i think you know, it's just different things for different times of life and all the rest of it. So what I'm doing now is <laughs> is less of the core nuts and bolts per se. Although I still get my hand in there, of course. Uh, but really now, like I say, it's it's really further upstream, I suppose, before the people have actually, or the companies have actually um signed on the dotted line. This is right. You know, so pre-sales, pre-sales support kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's sort of uh, yeah it's a bit of a wide subject but but the pre-sales um uh pre-sale support is is probably good you know a, a good moniker for that actually hmm yeah. oh,
0: and how's, how's it
1: going so far are you enjoying it yeah busy yeah yeah I like i say that it's a different angle but you do see probably sooner than when you're actually getting involved in these integration projects you know you do see what companies and some of them like I say quite large companies um how they're it's quite weird in this day and age you you sort of think they should have it all figured out with all the software that's available all the cloud type of stuff that's available but they're still struggling on fundamentals um so it's a different angle and going and actually explaining how it can be made so much more simpler and well as part of that as well you know more robust and Uh, and everything else it's actually quite good yeah so i'm actually really enjoying this side of it for sure
0: excellent i look forward to hearing more about that um Mm. so have you as we've talked about before like spotting opportunities for like entrepreneurial things within what you're doing? Because you've got quite, you've got quite good access to like some really actually serious expensive problems. So have you started mm. to spot things that you're
1: like, oh, if only we could build a thing or something? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I- interesting. It, it doesn't seem to be the things that have cropped up for me are, um, I suppose, extensions on what the the tools that I use already do. Um, but there are some interesting. Um, i suppose the the, one of the things is where you've got multiple channels of integration it it still seems to be that there's a thing for that and a thing for that and a thing for that and it seems to be this consolidation of that Mm. that never that, that never seems to be a solution around that now that's you know it, it's it's a big thing to chew you know it really is it's uh, it, it's not an easy thing but it's where people are trying to even though they've got maybe automated integrations with you know 10 things they they still have there's, there's a, a level of um manual intervention management of those things uh, whereas you know it, it just seems like If that was consolidated, I don't know, is there something that we could actually, from a management perspective, to to view that, all those integrations? Because even though they're all running, there's not really a single viewpoint. Um, And I'm talking things like, you know, a simple example is things like, you know, price inventory, sort of product information updates and things like that, Mm -hmm. all of that when you really get to it if you've got multiple channels there's a lot that can go wrong there that can affect your warehouse to say the reality is we haven't got 200 of those because we've had a stalled (laughs) integration and and things like that so so there's things like that that have been cropping up to be honest which again from the top level seem quite mundane but yeah
0: that's really interesting because i've heard a couple of stories in the past where somebody's been in a business like like the not specific like, like the one you're in, but you know, an employee hmm. with somewhat entrepreneurial ambitions and they, they've spotted a thing. It's like, well, if this is, this is a significant problem that I think people would pay to fix. And hmm. you take, I've heard people, they take it to their boss and like, you know, here we could build this as part of our company and the company doesn't have the interest or capacity to do so. And then hmm. people will go and spin out like, maybe a side project as a start and then it starts to get traction because they've actually in the middle of expensive problems mm. um, and then they end up almost accidentally spinning up a whole nother company and occasionally these get bigger
1: than the parent company um, yeah, so together, yeah, well, I, yeah well do you know as i i think i might have touched it in the very first episode actually <laughs> was um uh, well a couple of guys actually but one guy specifically that did exactly that it was I think we touched on it it was um, where it was uh, you know managing like a, a central viewpoint of your infrastructure landscape basically and I think I was specifically talking about like uh, Microsoft um, System Center Operation Service or something or whatever it used to be called and um, you know this this one guy uh, essentially did exactly that there was no way of getting a single viewpoint of all of that across all these branches you know larger companies where they've got lots of uh, sort of assets around and all the rest of it and he he just essentially built what would be I suppose a web app that just used the API of system center operations studio or mm. system server Um And essentially built a really nice, I suppose, an enhanced dashboard, if you want to call it that. But that was from, as I understand at the time, you know, just a one-off. But it just ended up driving and driving and driving and building and building. And within a year, I think it was, he ended up spinning that out as a separate company. And it's now you know employees i don't know 60 people or something <laughs> you know they've got right. clients all over the world doing that so uh, they're still on the go you know i i check them out so it's that type right. of stuff as you absolutely said yeah.
0: mm-hmm. well we better keep keep on building testing and shipping i think
1: i better um, i, th- I wrap, think that wrap is it.
0: <laughs> if, if nothing else i have got to wrap this up because our yeah. zoom pool's gonna run out <laughs> yeah
1: sure yeah 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 Free technology
0: no. so i uh, Thanks very much both for, for joining me on this and I'll get, let's get this published. And i just say to anyone listening, um, please do drop us a note on Twitter, uh, Tim underscore able uh, email us and um, yeah, just make sure you get in touch and let us know that you're listening, what you thought of it, any feedback, particularly questions, because I wanted to get more into questions that come out. Um, and I think next time we'll probably have a bit more of a think about serving people and audience. So yeah. And yeah, um, let's all say goodbye together and uh, people can enjoy their next podcast that they've got lined up. So, bye everyone. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks very much.